I want to read one verse of scripture and then we will go ahead. This is the month of connection. And I'm going to share a beautiful message on that subject. Psalm 68 verse 6. It says, let me read from verse 5. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God set the solitary in families. He bringeth out those who are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. By the grace of God, I will be speaking on how to connect with people. How to connect with people. This is a month of connection. I want to quickly look at how to connect with people. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the privilege we have in coming to your presence. We open our mouth and we pant longing for your commandments. Thank you for speaking to us as your children. Thank you for revealing your heart and mind to us. And thank you for helping us to inculcate these truths and to implement them in our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. How to connect with people. One thing that we all need is people. One thing that we all need is people. Regardless of who you are or what you have done, one thing you will need and you need and you continue to need is that is people. I want you to know that even God will always need people. A day will never come when God will not have need of people anymore. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 4 says, Unto men will I call, my voice shall be to the children of men. God is always looking for people. He will always need people. He will always need people. That is why uh, there are so many of us in the world, 7 billion people. It's because God needs people. Because in the final analysis, men are still God's hand. Psalm 17 verse 14 says, men are the hand of God. In other, man, in other words, in God's instrument case, we have people there. So God will always need people. And do not always think that you can exist or survive without people. No matter how rich you are, no matter where you live. If you keep yourself away from vital connections, you will not live the kind of life that God wants you to live. One thing we all will need is people. We will need somebody who connects with us. Somebody who connects with us. If you don't have anyone that you feel connected to, it has all kinds of negative effects on us. If you don't have anyone or you don't have enough people that you are connected to, one way or the other in one form or another, the results are always negative. I'm going to read to you a, uh, a, a, a research that was done recently in the United States. I'm going to read the statistics to you about how vital people are in our lives. One of the deepest need is the need to be understood. We all need someone who understands us, who feels what we are feeling, who thinks what we are thinking. We all need people who can connect with us. People who can connect with us. People that we are connected to. The fact that people are around you does not mean you are connected to them. And listen to me, the fact that you are connected to a church does not mean automatically you are connected to people in the church. 
You may be connected to a church, but not be connected to people. And uh, even after you connect to a church, try as much as possible to connect with as many people as you can possibly connect to in the church who have vital ingredients of the kind of connection that you need. A study about mental health was carried out in California in the USA. And in that study, they discovered that if you are disconnected from other people, to such an extent that there is no one in your life that you really feel understands you, two to three times, you are two to three times more likely to die an early death. That study discovered it. The people who never had people that they were connected to, two to three times more than people that had connection with people, usually die an earlier death. If you don't have people that you are connected to, as you should, four times, you are four times more likely to suffer emotional burnout. Those are the implications. They did this research and they researched people and they discovered that if you don't have people you are connected to who understands the way you feel, who understands the way you think, people that you feel at one with, people that are not just there, but people that you feel at one with, to be connected to somebody, it means to be fasting together. You are connected. When you are connected to someone, you know that I'm connected. It's not just that the person is there, but the point is that there is a very strong bond between you. The word connected means to be linked together. It means to be related to other people. It means to be united. Someone you are connected to. In that study, it was also discovered that if you don't have people that you are connected to as you should, you are five times more likely to suffer from clinical depression. You see, most times when people suffer from depression, there is a cause at the back of it. And here it is said that if you don't connect to people, you are aloof. You have an aloofness. You stand away and afar from everybody. You don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to have nothing to do with anybody. You don't have any close ties. With people, you don't, you don't have any close communis, communication with people. You are five times more likely to suffer from clinical depression. And then listen to this. This is the most terrible one. It says if you don't have people that you are connected to this, this survey or this study also came up with, you are ten times more likely to be hospitalized for mental disorder. You see, many, many times when you see people, people think the people that are, have mental disorder are the people that are on the streets and naked and all that. That's not the people. Some people have mental disorder. They are still wearing clothes. The Yorubas call them Wiriyalasho. They are not just there. And one problem is you need people in your life. You need vital people in your life. It's very important. Human connections are good medicine. We need them. All of us, we need people who understand us, who can relate to us, who can connect to us. If we are connected to a church, we still need to be connected to people in the church. It's not just enough to, to come and say, I am a member of this church. It's important for you to be able to point at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that I am connected to. Listen, I read something that was written by a man. I read something that was written by a man known as Larry Crab, L-A-R-R-Y, Crab. 
C-R-A-B-B. He is one of the best known Christian psychologists in all the world. He wrote a book, and I want to encourage you if you can buy the book. It is called Connecting. I read the book, very beautiful book. And I want to quote something that he wrote in that book, which um, I, want to, I want to recommend to us. He said when two people really connect, something is poured out of one into the other. When two people really connect, something is poured out of one person into the other. Out of one person to the other that has the power to heal the soul of its deepest wounds. So when you connect to people, something is poured out of you into those people. When those people connect to you, something is poured out of them into you that has the ability to heal the deepest wounds. Just by being connected to someone, it, it, is, it is therapeutic. It is therapeutic. It is vital. It's medicinal. It's because many people will not, they will not emphasize relationships. They will not emphasize connection. They're just saying, well, I'm my husband, I'm my wife, I'm my children. Yeah, you need more. You need more vital connections that are crucial. And uh, these are vital things you need to look at very closely. Something is poured out to heal the soul of its deepest wound and restore it to health. Now listen to this. The one who receives, who receives, that is what is poured out, experiences the joy of being healed. And the one who gives no even greater joy of being used to heal. Something good is in the heart of each of God's children that is far more powerful than everything bad in the world. It's, it's, it's there. Something is in every one of our hearts as Christians that is more powerful than whatever is in the world. And so when we connect, we share something. We share something very powerful because out of our heart, the Bible says there are issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. If you read from verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words, declare your ears to my saying, Don't let them depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. They are life unto them that find it and meditate to all their flesh. Then it says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the forces of life. And so when you connect to someone, it's like face is answering to face in water. When you connect to something, you exchange radicals. Something comes from you to me, something comes from me to you. And this Christian psychologist is talking about it and is using these lofty words to describe it. Something good is in the heart of each of God's children that is far more powerful than everything bad in the world is there waiting to be, to be released and work its magic but you have to be connected before that thing that is in that child of God can pour into you before that thing that is in that child of God can work its magic in your life then there must be a synergy there must be a coming together a blending a relationship with one another, a camera die, a kind of a, a kind of connection, which is so vital. Connection is very therapeutic, and today I want to teach us about learning how to connect with people, heart to heart, soul to soul, fellowship level. How to connect with people heart to heart, soul to soul, fellowship level. You know, it's one thing to see people and sit near them in church. It's another thing to connect to people. 
You see, when you connect to people, you can say things about them that nobody knows, but which you can only receive because there is a connection. There is a connection. One day I was in church and there is a, a man here who has been a member of this church. I've been connected with him uh, for over 20 years. And when I stood up to preach, he told the people around him, he said, this is what every church will do. And the person said, how do you know? How do you know that's what it's going to do? And eventually, immediately he said, it to, he said, just watch him, just watch him. Immediately I finished what I was saying. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. He just looked at the person and the man said, you are a witch. He said, no, he said, I'm connected to him. I, something from me goes to him, something from him comes to me. I feel a vibes coming from him. That is what connection is about. Heart to heart, soul to soul. Just like Jonathan's soul was connected to David's soul. To the point that Jonathan that should be fighting David was one who was fighting for him. To the extent that Jonathan was supposed to take over for his father, was willing and ready to concede that position to David, whom he was supposed to team up with his father. He was supposed to team up with his father and probably kill David. But he was the one who sold his father out, who revealed his father's secret. Now that is connection. You need such connections in life. You can't get anywhere. You can't get everywhere without some connections. There are certain problems only you can never solve, no matter what money you have. It is something from someone else that will do the magic for you. Something from somebody else. And that is why you need to learn how to connect to people. If you don't know how to connect to people, you are not really going to go far in life. Let me say it again. God set us in a family for the purpose of connecting. You see, most of the time people are looking for work. But you know what wise people do? They build a network. If people are rich, it's a, through a network. By connection. That is why social media is good. But the one you do and you don't have money from it is useless. Because you need to connect your people. There are certain businesses you get even from people you have never seen. A member of our church here, one of my sons here who is a PhD student in the University of Learning, was just he connected with a person in Malaysia that he had never met. And the person said close to have a million to him. They've never met, he didn't ask for money. The person gave him money to buy a brand new Apple, uh, what they call Mac computer, and do quite a number of things without seeing each other, without knowing each other. And the person has been helping him in so many other ways. That is what connection is about. You can't go far without some vital connections. And that is why you need to take connection very seriously. That is why you need to make sure you connect, you connect, and you are open to connecting. Because without big connecting, you won't go far. You won't really go far in life. It is a skill that we need as to how to deal with and relate with other people. These are things that we can use. Now let me say this to you. To start with, think of someone you would like to connect to. Think of somebody that is around you or about you would like to connect to. And you know what? This month, make some efforts in line with what I will be sharing with you to connect to that person. And then, think of somebody probably you have disconnected from and uh, make efforts to reconnect. Every relationship has their own contribution. One does not replace the other. Because I'm getting married as a woman, I'm leaving my father's house, does not mean my husband can replace my father in my life. It doesn't work that way. Because some women are so irresponsible, 
when they get married, it's like, oh, now let my servant depart in peace, oh Lord. There are certain things that your father can only do. And he's still there. The fact that you get married does not mean he's no longer your father. Some people leave a church and just forget everything about that church. And eventually you see in future that they need the church they left in a shameful manner. So this month you probably don't just need to connect to some people. You may need to reconnect with some people you've disconnected from. When you disconnect from some people after some years or some time, you may have noticed that that disconnection is affecting you. Jesus connected to people when he was here. He called people friends. He, he connected to them. He was God in the flesh. But he connected to people that were called his friends. At a point in time, because he was going through a lot of pressure of ministry and everything, he had to go somewhere. He was beside himself. And the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 3, 21, 22, that some of his friends came to look for him. As a single or married person, a businessman or a student, Certain things are just what you cannot have answers to. The vital connections you have may be your way out of it. And that is why you cannot afford. You need to begin to put value on the connections God has put around you. God has set you in the place where he has set you to connect vitally to certain people. Some connections may be for a reason. Some connections may be for a season. But some connections are so vital that you have to keep them for life. You can't just do away with them and have a good life. Because God has put you in that relationship for the purpose of life. Connection is just more than things that happen. They are not accidents. They are incidences. They are particularly, peculiarly put in place. You may never know when you will need one until you need one. You never know the value of one until the time comes that you need that kind or that form of connection. So, some of us may need to reconnect. You've not called your father, you've not called your mother, you've not called your uncle. The fact that they do not have what probably you need now does not mean in future they may not have what you need. I remember the little lady who had an uncle. This uncle was going through some serious financial misfortunes. And uh, she told me about the man's problem and he said, Sir, all this man needs is just a laptop. This is about three years ago. He said, if you can just please, sir, give him a laptop. That's all he needs. He said, I know my uncle cannot give you anything. He doesn't have anything. He's a poor person. He's not, he's not worked for so many years and so on. And, but she begged me, so I've got the laptop and I gave to this man. Shortly after that, the man being a designer, architect, engineer, and all that, he got a very big contract, 420 million. He executed it with 120 million, and the man came out with a profit of almost 300 million. And suddenly, the man who was poor became rich. And he called me one day and said, please, can you send your account to me? He said, you gave me a laptop. He said, I can buy 100 laptops now. I don't even know I bought anything. He said, I just want to wire some money. And I said, thank you very much. And he wired me. Now, what I'm saying is that when that connection was there, then it's like useless. But you see, only God knows the reason for which he has put some people in your life. Stop disconnecting connections that God has put in your life. 
Let me say it like this. It is easy to get disconnected, but it's more difficult to reconnect. But make the effort to reconnect. Because some connections are just about to begin to produce for you. In the next few minutes, I want to share six things. Remember, I'm talking about how to connect with people. How can I connect with people? How can I connect with Reverend George? How can I connect with Minister Billy? How can I connect with Brother Joseph? How can I connect with that man and that woman? How can I connect? Number one, the first key to connecting with people is to be courageous and take the initiative. Take, be courageous and take the initiative. Take the initiative to connect to people. What is the word initiative? It is the ability or attitude required to begin something. Take the initiative. I said, I'm going to begin this relationship. I'm going to begin this connection with this person. Somehow, I think along the line, I need this. Somehow, along the line, I know that this is going to work for me. Somehow along the line, my idea and thoughts about destiny, I know this is not something I can afford not to have. He set up the solitary in families. Wherever God has set you, there are vital connections that are there. Some of you are students of the University of Illinois today. The Dangotes of tomorrow are probably students of today. The Otedalas of tomorrow are probably students of today in 200 level. It wouldn't be written across his face that he's going to be a multi-billionaire. But if you connect to that person, so many years from now, you may be basking in some lots and lots of connection about blessing and benefit because you connected when you were students. You never know. But take the initiative. If you want to connect with people, make the move. Be courageous. Be courageous to take the initiative. The word initiative is the power or ability to begin. It means the first step. The, the, taking the first step required in an action. Don't wait on someone else to connect with you. Takes courage to take the first step. For those of you on Facebook, there is what they call, uh, is it tag? Tag me or tag you? You take the step to, you see, most of the time we are like, we're afraid. Be courageous. Walk up to someone and say, I want to, I, I want to connect with you. I, I want your number. If you can't give me your number, give me your email. I want to stay in touch with you. Some people have walked up to me like that and they were surprised. Very surprised the kind of response I got. And we share thoughts, we share emails. So be courageous and take the first step. That is how to connect with people. Take the first step. It is fear that disconnects human beings we are full of fear and anxiety when we are full of fear and anxiety what do we do it keeps us distant from people ah, i don't know i don't know what you will say i don't know how people will look at it though i don't know what his response will be oh. his wife's face is very hard though fear and anxiety but you see you need courage and how do you get courage it comes from the Spirit's anointing in your life. Second Timothy 1 7. God has not given up the spirit of born again to fear, the spirit of power of, of uh, 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 you know, power of love out of a sound mind. 
be courageous. Be strong and take courage. Do not fear, not be dismayed. For the Lord will go before you and he'll show you the way. A boy walked up to me in England after I finished preaching. He said, I want, you, I want to be connected with you and I want you to pay my school fees. And when he, I looked at him and said, why? He said, I want connection with you and I wanted to pay my school fees. I looked at him and I thought about it and I looked at him and something worked in my heart. Proverbs 21, 1. The heart of kings are in the hand of the Lord. When you are courage and you take a step to connect to somebody, watch God act. I'm not saying you should walk up to me today and say, I should pay your school fees. <laughs> One of my sons in England, uh, the US, now pastors in church, about 2,000 people. He walked up to me in the hotel. He said, I want you to be my father. I looked at him. A prophet who speaks who, 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 who speaks English with Yoruba accent. Sir, we pray. She just he just walked up to me in the, in the, in the hotel. Said, I want you to be my father. And I want your number now. I looked at him. I said, I've never seen you before. He said, everything happens once. Is it even for those that you are their sons? I remember Pastor Shehi. Many of you know Pastor Shehi has been here several times. I was just preaching a church in England called the Sanctuary. He just walked up after the service and said, Please, he held his phone and said, Please, can you give me your number now? I said, For what? He said, I just want it now. And that was how I gave him my number. I took him under my wings. I started mentoring him. And today he preaches like me. Now, that is it. Take the courage and take the step. That's how to connect. I'm not saying you should go around and tell everybody. Every big man, every beautiful man, every, every handsome man, I want to connect to you. I want to connect to you. Don't be greedy. <laughs> Let your needs be very clear and have a holy and a pure motive in connecting to people. So the first thing you need to do, don't be afraid. Be courageous. Because the power of the Holy Spirit rests on you. Number two key. So connecting with people is to be considerate of their need. If you want to connect to people, be considerate of their need. To connect to anyone, start with their need, not your own. Think of a need that is in their life that you can be a solution to. That is how you connect to people. People can only connect to people in areas where they have need. God supplies your need not by pouring money down, but by sending people into your life. Luke 6 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, praise that shake it together, shall man. If God wants to help you do something, we'll send men. But you see why you want to connect to people? Do not let your need be the reason for wanting to connect. Let their need be the reason you want to connect. Because you want to be a solution to somebody else's challenge. You see that two families walk. Father walk, husband walk. And so they find it difficult to take their children from school. 
And every time is when they come back that they can now take their children, six o'clock, everybody start. You can connect and say, can I help you collect your children from school? When you talk of somebody's need, they will open up to connect. Let their need be the reason. Look at people's life. The Bible says in, in Philippians 2 form, look not every man on his own need, on his own things. But every man, look, let every man look on the things of others. Look out for one another's interest, not just your own. This is not what comes, this is not what comes to us naturally. This is not what comes to us naturally. I told you of my son, Sam Jariola, who, who runs the program here in Ilori. He came here to Ilori, we were having a convention, and when they asked for people who wanted to give money, he came out. And I looked at him, and I saw that he needed a mentor. He needed somebody to guide him in ministry, somebody who can help him, somebody who can assist him. And I called him, I said, come. I, I say, I want to help God mentor your ministry and you. By then, he was having a very small program. Not many people were coming. But I started mentoring him. I took him on my wings. I said, don't build, don't build ministry on prophecy and, and prophetic utterances. Build ministry on the word. You can have the prophetic gift, but never build your ministry on prophecy. Build it on the word. That is the most sure foundation. The word of God is born. So I took him under my wings and I gave him messages, tapes. I gave him all those things. And that's the story now. He's all over the place. He's preaching, teaching all over the world. When I went to Pastor Ludo's church, he was an usher. An usher in the church. I looked at him and I said, this guy has a call of God on his life. He has been here several times. To, he doesn't need invitation for me to, for, 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 he doesn't need invitation for, to come and preach here. And I don't need invitation in his church to go and preach there. I'm always there. So what did I do? I looked at him. I'm ordinarily usher in a church. And I saw destiny written all over him. And I saw grace. I saw God's call. And I knew that he didn't know anything. So I looked at him and I said, you have the call of God on your life. He said, no. I don't have hope. I said, you have. He said, no, I don't have. You see, because God has given me eyes to be able to see Talents that, that, are, that are still latent. Things that are still in people's life that have not been fully brought out. And he looked at me and said, how did that happen? When I was leaving, I brought CDs and messages that I was going to sell. After they had tried to sell everything, 150 of them were left. And I gave them to him. I said, begin to listen to them one by one. After you finish listening to everything, you will know you have a call. And he went and he sat down and he listened to everything. And six months after I left, the pastor was trying. He was not even made a minister before he became a pastor. It was straight from being Russia to being pastor. The pastor just called him and said, we are starting a church and you are going to be the pastor. He said, no, 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 no. See, that's what Reverend George said here when he came up. He said, Reverend George has eyes to see. He has trained eyesight. So he sees a little bit into the future. He sees the potential in young people as they come forth. It is people's need, not your need, that makes you connect to them. That is how to connect to people. Look at what they have a need of. And then connect to meet that need. Not what you have a need of. Let me say this to you. 
If you connect to their need, you will discover that they will connect to your own need. Let me tell you a story. A woman was unemployed. And so she went to a particular place and saw that there was a need for a school. A need of a school. She said, ah, this community needs a modern daycare center. A place where people can take their children to. She was thinking of their need, not her own need. So what did she do? She started a daycare center and made it free. We're not collecting money from anybody. But when the people started coming and they saw the services that she was providing at personal cost, she was thinking of their need, not her own need. People said, no, 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 no. One man came and said, listen, 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 stop that. You're doing so well. We like your services. I'm going to give you money. Buy this, buy crash things, modern things, because she was using math. And napkin, instead of a paper, this thing that children wear pampas. Napkin, you better you for you that's what she was using. And then this man just put money down. And then this woman went on. Today she has a chain of crashes all over Europe. Everything started with connecting to somebody's, some people's need in a particular area. That is how to connect to people. You look at a need in their life and then you connect to it. And when you do, God has promised that when you focus on meeting the need of others, he will meet yours. This is said because he wants us to learn to be unselfish, loving, and generous like him. He that giveth to the poor, what do you do? Lend it to the Lord. And that which he has given shall be given back to him. Proverbs 28, 27. He that, call, he that giveth to the poor shall never lack. You see that? You give it to the poor, you are meeting their need, you are connecting to their need. He said you will never lack. That is how to go about it. Look at someone who needs things and connect to their needs. Connect to their needs. Begin to see how... Let me tell you, there was a church in England. A young girl, when she was here, she knew how to braid. She knew how to braid. And she saw that people were being ripped off in London when you go for braid. You pay 80 pounds. Even ordinary... Frying your hair or washing it or setting it or jelly coil or wet looks or whatever you call baby coils. It's a lot of money. So she said, listen, for all the women in this church, I'm going to be plaiting your hair free of charge. A million braids. I'm going to be doing it free for everybody in this church. She saw the need and she met the need. She Immediately she did that for a long time. The women came together and said, it's enough. We will give you money to go and set up. Today, if you see what she has set up, if you see the kind of car she rides, the kind of house she lives in, she lives in a house of 1.2 million pounds. But you know, she connected to people's needs. She never said, I'm jobless. Okay. She didn't do that. She tried to connect to their needs. And in that way, they connected to her need. Her need was money. Trying to connect with a person, we must make room and be considerate of their need and choose to overlook whatever their faults are. Great, great 
friends ha- have good forgetters. Let me say this to you. If you have been good to somebody by meeting their need and they don't meet your need, it doesn't mean that someone else will not be raised up by God who has never known you and who will reward you. Who has never known you and who will reward you. It was Pharaoh that rewarded Joseph for the dream that Joseph interpreted concerning the chief butler and the man did not remember. God rewarded, Pharaoh rewarded Joseph. He made him deputy prime minister, the third most important person in the kingdom. How do we connect to people? Number three, the third way to connect to people is to be constructive with our words. You connect to people with the words of your mouth. We need to use our words to build people up. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that you may minister grace to them that hear it. Colossians 4.6 Let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. That's how to connect to people with the words of your mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Psalm 19 verse 14 Be acceptable in your sight O Lord my Redeemer That's how to connect your people Good morning, how are you? How are you doing today? I love you You're good looking, you're fine You're hard working Connect with your words Very important We should be careful with our words Not to use them Without planning or without thinking Words are the single most important tool given to man by God. The reason why we are not constructive with our word is that we don't realize how powerful our words are. You don't realize how powerful your words are. When you just say to somebody, be strong, be encouraged. You just say to somebody, I love you, I miss you, I appreciate you. I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. I like the way you dress. Build up with what that's how to connect. There is nobody you speak positive words to who will not smile back at you. And if you say, mm-hmm. you see, many of us don't know the power of our statements. They just talk anyhow. We should edify with our words. We should construct and not tear down with our words. We should be imaginative. Let me say this to you. People will never forget what you said. What people said to me at the age of 14, I have not forgotten to today when my father looked at me and said, there is no family that does not have a black sheep. He said, have you seen a black sheep before? I said, yes. He said, every family, there's one black sheep. And you are the black sheep of this family. I can never... I was just 14 years old. It is etched in my memory. Many words that we use without planning, without thinking. Now, the Englishman says, think before you speak. Think is spelled like this. T-H-I-N-K. T means ask yourself before you say anything. Is this the truth? H, is this helpful? I, is this inspired? N, 
Is this needful? K is this kind. Why you want to say something? The Bible says in Proverbs 21, 23, he that keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. Proverbs 13, verse 1, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. Proverbs 18, 20, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those are the two most important forces. And then that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Encouraging words. Encouraging words. <laughs> I remember I was thinking about my daughter yesterday. I remember when she was preparing for, was it common entrance or something? And we had to get a teacher for every subject. Is it every sub- common entrance? I can't even remember. And uh, The teacher told her, write 6,666. So my daughter said, what did he say? 6,000. So she wrote six and then three zeros. One, two, three. And then he said, what again? He said, 666. So after the last third zero, she now wrote six, six, six. The teacher said, hey, Mogbe. Mogbe Bodana. Exam was just probably two weeks away. And when my wife saw it, I said, ah! Hmm. And then eventually I asked her, what happened? Said, won't come. Won't come. So I went there and I saw 6,600. 6, and I said, wow. The way you called it was why she said it like that. You will have said she should write together. I said, don't worry, my dear. You pass this exam. I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I say you pass. You do it once and you pass. Nothing can stop you from passing. You say, hey, daddy. Mm. And eventually, of all our children, she was the first person that graduated. The person who they never thought. I mean, she was not good in school, ladies and gentlemen. But somehow, words, you can do it. You can do a degree program. You can succeed. You can, you can get there. We started words. We started building up with words. You see, when you connect to people with your words, they connect back to you. When you say the wrong things, it makes their spirit go boom, and they don't want to have anything to do with you. Because when they are how many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, what some people, if you don't have money, have words. Words can turn into anything. What was it that God used to create the heavens and the earth? Words. He said, let there be, and there was. He saw there was no form and void. He did not say, look at what is happening. There is no form and void in this place. The Bible said he saw it, but it says, let there be light. You need to begin to call those things that be not as though. That's how to connect to people. That's how to connect to people, to give them hope, encouragement. James chapter 3 verse 2. He said, if a man cannot bridle his tongue, he said, that man's religion, I mean, that, that person will offend. James 126. He said, whoever seems to be religious and does not control his mouth, he said, he does not have anything, he doesn't have faith in God. He said, no matter what other things you have, have sweet words. 
have such words. When we speak without thinking, people remember what we say. People remember what we say. I know what one of my girlfriends said years ago. She said, what you tell Larry? Jesus. I saw her recently, only one Larry by. That was the statement. Because I couldn't buy it, then doesn't mean I will not be able to buy it. She told me about it, I planned for it, I worked hard for it. But really never got to put the body together. Use your words well. Let me give you four things here. Number one, talk less. If you want to connect to people, the Bible said a fool, even when he keeps quiet, is thought to be a wise person. Talk less. One of the reasons we get into trouble is that we talk too much. Talk less. You can talk too much to God, but talk less to people. By your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Matthew 12, 37. Number two, think twice before speaking. James 1, 19. Be swift to hear, slow to speak. That's how to connect to people. Tell your neighbor, I love the color of your curtains. Wow. Tell that little lady, I love your trouser. Not with any impure motive. I love your hairstyle. I went somewhere recently to, to go and eat a suya, kidney suya. And I saw some ladies there and I saw this hairstyle I've never seen before. I said, wow, you must let be creative. Say, yes, sir. I said, what did you make this from? He said, human hair. Normally what I would have said, mbalaliene. Money human here. That's good. You like it? Said yes. I had to starch it. Then they had to use comb or tongue to to talk. I say, ah, ah. I say in this he said yes. I say, ah. I said it's not just that I'm a man. I will have gone there. Now the next thing I did was that when she bought her own suya, she just bought two other suya. I gave her a thousand. I say ah to it. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> that's, that's how to connect your people with, with words that was all if I say jump into the car let's go oh yeah number two think twice before speaking number three listen more if you listen more, you can understand people's needs. Listen. You see, it is a lot of energy to listen. It takes a lot of effort to listen than to speak. God gave us two ears to doubly hear and one mouth to speak. If you had given us two mouths, then there would have been trouble. Even the one mouth is so, is so active. That's why I don't like talking to some people on phone. You know what I do at times? I just put it on mute. That's all. 
and I'm doing something else. Then she's still there. she or he's still there. You know what? Eh? I went to the market. I saw uh, I saw that man. I saw Pastor Bilewu. I don't know what. Continue. I sat down with a pastor from England. He spoke for five hours, thirty minutes. If I tell you the pastor and the church in Lagos, I won't tell you. If you want to connect to people, there's one thing you're going to do. I'm going to tell you that in a minute. But you see, and after speaking for, I was just saying, ha ha. At the end, he said, ah. Say, thank you very much. Joe. I said, why? Say, for listening to all my rubbish. So I thought, I said, oh, so you know it's rubbish you are saying. I just want to, you see, you can never know what is inside a person except you listen to them. Because out of the abundance of the heart, what speaks? That's how to know what is inside people. That's why the less you speak, the less people know what is in your mind. Many times we say everything that we shouldn't have said so much about. Listen to people. And then number four, start building people with words. Think first of all about what they need. Think of how you can use words of encouragement to build them up. To build them up. Use words to build. Don't use words to tear down. Number four. I have six points for you. The fourth way of connecting to people is to be candid. Be candid. You see, let me say this to people. Never involve yourself in flattering people. When people are being flattered, if I tell you that they know, I'll be telling you the truth. If someone will always tell you what you want to hear and not what you should hear, they don't love you. There are, there are some of us here, and I, I know you know it. If you want to know the truth, there are some people you can talk to. But there are psychophants who say everything about what you want to hear. That's not how to go. You see, be a person that the person that you, that the person you are connecting to knows the perfect boat he will tell you the truth. Ha! It is where? You don't connect to people if you give in to falsehood. People know when you are... Let me say this to you. Except the person says... That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, I think, verse one, chapter 1, verse 10. It says, if sinners entice, you do not consent. There are some people, they will never ever say anything but the truth. If you want to know the truth, talk to them. That is how people want, look, listen. Paul had to tell the Galatian Christians. He said, have I not become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Ephesians 4.15 Put away lying one to another. Speak the truth. There are some people if you stand in front of them and say, shame on put on weight. And, ah, put on weight. You know, hey, well, okay. But before you ask the question, why am I going to put on weight? You know, you, you see, the point is this. Except, uh, 
we, we, we always examine ourselves, but we should also, we need people who are going to be candid with us. People are going to call the spade a spade and not an agricultural implement. Flattery is a sign of a manipulator. If you want to connect to people, always tell the truth to them. Listen to me. Even if they deny the truth now, when the truth becomes obvious, they are going to have to come to respect you. They are going to have to honor you. They are go- the Bible says you shall know the truth. Even if you have not known the truth, and you keep following psychophants, and you keep following praise singers, a day will come when you will know the truth. Somebody will tell you the truth. What you are doing is not right. That's it. They are not, they are not careful about maintaining a relationship with you if they are not going to tell you the truth. Somebody will not hold back the truth. There is nothing that can be done against the truth but for the truth. I don't want people around me who are not going to tell me the truth. No, no, no. Even some of my sons, I ask them, what do you think about this? And they tell me the truth. Some of them fight me because of the truth. Yeah. Those are the kind of people. Somebody, you are safe in such hands. You're not safe in the hand of somebody who will not tell you the truth. Because even if you are going to say, I'm a lawyer, you know, very important. Flattery is a sign of a manipulator, not of a genuine friend. Genuine friendship are candid. A true friend will tell you when you are wasting your life or making a bad decision. We need people who care enough to point things out to us. We can't grow unless someone points out things that we need. Let me tell you, in a relationship, be candid. You are not always right all the time. The people who work with me on this campaign that we are doing, at times I don't agree with them, but I know they are telling me the truth. And at times, you know, I can be the pride and ego. But you see what they are saying is the truth. That, that's the truth. That is how to connect to people. Be so reliable that they can trust you to call a spade a spade and not an agricultural implement. They will look at you in the face and tell you what you don't want to hear, but what you ought to hear. They always say the truth is what? Bitter. The truth is bitter. That's how to connect to people. Be such that they know that you will always tell them the truth. All times, without holding back, without flinching back. Whatever you know is what you are going to tell them. Whatever has been revealed to you, be candid. Now listen to me. The kind of people you connect to are the people who compliment you in public, but they correct you in private. They compliment you, probably, that was a good message. But after you finish it, Bolotiri story, that's the kind of person you need. That person is not interested in making you ashamed, he's trying to make you correct yourself. That's the kind of person you need. 
Some women, when their husband tell them the truth, say, honey, say, oh, oh, fine, mama. Say, hey! Me, fine. Oh, Tolunso. I just want to know Foundation, living cover for the generation to a foundation. On your Edison Raju, a couple came to me, husband and wife, and the husband was telling the wife, Moti man Igekuge She said, Why are you saying that? I said, Have I not told you this in private? If somebody will tell you the truth, I'm the one. He said, I have more at stake than anybody. If you die, who will miss you? That is how to connect to people. Tell the truth. Make sure you stand for the truth and nothing else but the truth. If you need people, real people, if you need to connect to people and you want the connection to be strong and healthy, stand for the truth. Because of time, I close two more points here. The fifth way to connect with people is to be confidential with information. Be confidential. Whatever they tell you for your ears only. Be somebody that they can... Listen, people always have things that they want to say out. People always have things that are on their heart and mind. And when they say it, the burden lifts. When they say it to somebody, the burden is halved because they have said it out. One of the greatest therapies is being able to voice your concerns to someone that you can trust. You want to connect to people? Don't be a gossiper. Whatever they put in your hand, let it be saved in your hand. People want people they can trust. You see, immediately you begin to divulge the things that are shared with you in confidence, people will desire not to have things to do with you. There was a time I had a pastor friend in Nigeria here who were close, our wives were close, but I discovered that the man says everything about everybody. So one day he was talking and talking about this pastor, that pastor, this pastor told me, that pastor told me, and I just knew in my heart that no matter what I tell him, he's no longer safe as well. So I can't tell him anything. When Ted had that, Ted Haggard, you know the man who eventually was caught? He was the leader of the evangelicals in America. And then he was caught because he was into gay relationship. He said there was a man that he shared it with. He said the man told him, this information is safe with me. Nobody can hear it. He said up till today, nobody has had that information from that man. He said, I trust him. He said, I put my life in his hand because while I was leading the evangelical, he was one member of the executive. I could be naked before him 
and I was not ashamed, and he never said it to anybody. Let me continue and round up. How do I connect with people? Be confidential with information. Proverbs 11.13 says, A tale bearer revealed secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit conceals the matter. One translation says, A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man or woman keeps a secret. To connect with people, we must be the kind of person that can keep people's confidence so that they can trust us. It's when people talk about gossip. They think gossip is a small sin. But when you look at the Bible and you see the other things that are mentioned wherever gossip is mentioned, you will see things like murder mentioned along with gossip. That is to let you know the way God looks at gossip. It's a bad sin. This is because it is so destructive, it has destroyed so many relationships. When you can't keep secrets, people will not want to have anything to do with you. You can't keep the secret. Their secret is not safe with you. Some people have shared this with you and you have prayed with them and they expect it to be with you and die with you. But you know, How many of you know a man, you know this story, Aladewu, how many of you remember Aladewu? Alade called one of his friends because suddenly he woke up and he saw a horn coming out of his head. So he called one of his friends and said, come. He removed the cap and showed him the horn. He said, I just want to tell you this, this way I'm wearing cap now. New Testament uh, dressing. The man kept it, kept it. You know there are some people that cannot just keep anything. He kept it for a long time, long time. He could no longer keep it. So he went into the bush. And he looked for a purple tree or so. And started saying to the purple tree, Aladewo, Aladewo, Aladewo. He couldn't keep it. So children went and picked what they make fruit from the purple tree. And they were blowing it. And it was saying, Aladewo, Aladewo. It is just one of those fables. But what I'm saying is this. People can't trust you when they give you confidence. They won't connect with you. Anybody who cannot be safe, whose information cannot be safe in your hand, want nothing to do with you. Is that the kind of person you want? Of course, nobody will want that kind of person. How do I connect with people? I should know how to be confidential with information. Immediately they tell you, forget that they ever told you anything. Don't file it away. Forget that they told you something. Forget think those that are behind. Gossip can tear friendship, family, church. Someone said this to me and I wrote it down. More churches have been destroyed by gossip than persecution. There was long ago in this church, we had professional gossipers. 1998, it was like this church was going to die. This church. Because they were gossipers. They were there talking, 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 gossiping. They say, I'm a drug pusher. I'm this, I'm that. I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. They saw me like this. 
And I prayed, God, I prayed them off. I told God, I said, every tree you have not planted, uproot. Don't cut, uproot. Jeremiah 1 says, see, I have made you today the head over the nations to root out, to throw down, to destroy, then to build and to plant. I told God, I can never forget December. That was one of the worst months in my entire life, December 1998. Gossip of all types, all over the church, all over town. Listen, if people in the town hear anything about this church, it's from people in this church. Things are happening in every church. If you hear whatever is happening in the church outside, it's the gospels in the church that's spreading. Churches have been destroyed more by gossip than persecution. More by gossip than persecution. Let me make this one remark. And when we gossip, it damages three people. When you gossip, let me first of all define gossip. Gossip is talking about a situation with somebody who is neither a part of the solution or a part of the problem. That's what gossip is. When you discuss with somebody about a situation, when that person is not part of the problem and is not part of the solution, so why are you telling him? In those days, we used to call them Radio Rema. One woman there was a kingpin. When I saw her recently, she was wretched like a piece of rag. I said, you see now, look, look at what gossip has done. It destroyed marriages then. It, dis- it almost destroyed my home. What am I talking about? Yeah. Say this, say this, say that, say this, say this is this, that is that. When you gossip, you destroy three people. Number one, the person you are gossiping to, you destroy them. Number two, the person gossiping also is destroyed. Number three, the person you are gossiping about. Three people are destroyed by gossip simultaneously. If you want to connect to people, people don't like gossipers. I hate gossipers to the core of my heart. If I look, this pastor I told you that I said that we are very close and my, my, my wives were also close and so we travel all over the world together in those days. Every time I discover we sit together, he's always talking about one ministry or one minister, one program or something. So I said to myself one day, this is not the kind of Christian life I want. What did I do? I pulled back from the connection. I said, no, this is not what I want for myself. People that I used to look up to with respect, he destroyed me. In other words, by telling me things about them, he destroyed them before me. And I said, ah, ah. He destroyed me, he destroyed himself, and he destroyed the people he was talking about. Many of the things I discovered later were fabrications. I pulled back. So one day we saw on a flight, British Airways flight. <laughs> he said this to me, say, Baba, and so many for me, Abi. Uh, I have to keep my solo. It is going to be no bad I said, No. 
Only, only I notice. I said, uh, not quite. Okay, the priorities changing. Now, whenever I see, how are you, sir? How are you? How is everything fine? How is everything fine? Don't destroy me. If you want to connect with people, don't gossip. If you want people to trust you, if you want to be around people, don't gossip. And if you have anything to say about somebody, say it to them. Don't talk about somebody to somebody when you could easily have talked to the person. That's how to connect to people. Ensure that they know you, you don't gossip. Hey, have you heard what happened? No, I'm not interested. Some years, of, some years ago, a minister of gospel came here from Ibadan to do crusade. And uh, they had a dinner and they invited me to come to the dinner, but I didn't go because they are just a bunch of gossipers. And so the man did not see Reverend George. He said, where is Reverend George? He said, ah, Reverend George, don't come, don't come to a place like this. He said, he has done this. He said, ah, ah, ah. stop that. Don't, look, don't say something here, please, don't. Say no, we are just. I don't need advice. I want to go to his house. So they they brought me. They brought themselves to my house. Really, I saw them. I started laughing. I said, "So you people know this place?" Then, then that pastor from Ibadan said this. I will never forget. He said they were talking about you to me, but I said this to them: for you to be able to criticize or talk about Reverend George, you must be doing more than he's doing. But if you are not doing more than he's doing in this world, keep quiet. Oh, Atiba, oh, how do I connect with people? Be a man who keeps who keeps confidence. Whatever information is shared to you, it is not the good news. It is good news if you shout on the housetop. When they share it with you in your ears, then go to the hospital and declare it. But evil things, there is enough evil news all over the places than for you to be hearing evil news about someone else, what they did. You see, anybody that talks about other people will always talk about you too. So what's it? Number six, the sixth way to connect with people is by being committed to them. How to connect to people? How to connect with people? By being committed. Now, what does the word commit means? It means to be bound or obligated. It means to be associated in an exclusive bond. You commit to them. Jesus committed to us. He said, John 14, 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come back to you. Commitment. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6, let your conversation be without covetousness. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you that you may boldly say, the Lord is on my side. I will not care what flesh can do unto me. Commitment. People are not, that's how to connect to people, you must be committed to them. You say you are committed to some you are connected to somebody a whole week, no text, no call, no email, nothing. That's not connection. To be committed 
means to be attached to. Attached to. To be committed means to show and express feelings of love and affection. Because you are married to somebody does not mean that you are connected to the person. Because the commitment is not there. Four days, five days. No email, no Blackberry, no WhatsApp, no text, nothing. Is that commitment? To be committed means to be bound or obligated. You, 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 you have a duty. This person is part of my responsibility. That's what commitment is in relationship. Commit means I have given myself to you. I'm at your service. I'm there for you. Whatever happens, I'm there. I'm there. No matter what you are going through, I will be there. That's commitment. There are fair weather, shallow relationships where there's no commitment at all. This is an up, upkept daily communist, always in touch, what we call keep in touch. Good relationships take time. They don't happen by accident. It takes cultivation and work to build a deep connection with someone. So it requires commitment. There are some people that text me daily in the last four years. Daily. I'm not saying weekly. This first two when they wake up has commitment. One of them is Kemi Obanubi here. Daily. It's, if I don't see it, I, I, I can't imagine when does that happen. It's daily. It's daily. Hey, I don't have something to say. At times you just write, Baba Karaoleo. And I say, good to hear. No, that is what I'm talking about. That's how to connect to people. You see, when you connect to people and it is loose, you forget. Ah, sorry. Ah, sorry. The last one you look at some BB, I was telling one pastor, I just deleted it from my BB. The last BB message, October 15th, only my father, my father, I'm not your father. You have a father. October 15 was the last time. There are ministers here who are not connected. They are here. I don't see text, email, anything from them. Forever. So, Pari? Yeah. Nothing. And you're a minister here. That's not, that's not how to connect to people. You don't connect to people like that. You see, when you connect, it's like you're chasing them. And they are running towards you. That's how it's supposed to be. Not that. You see, when you only find, when you only in your spare time, half time for someone, you are not connected to the person. But if when in your busy schedule, in your busy schedule, you still find time to, there is a minister of God in Canada, he'll be coming for the wedding. Every single day, he says nothing like that. Five text messages. Every single day. 
in the last seven years. That is commitment. If you are in a relationship with a boy or girl and a left friend, he has not called you this year. One young man called me somewhere from Cyprus, a minister of God that I used to know in, in Copenhagen. Say, Daddy, money, this is a voice of a stranger. July last year. Money, I've forgotten your, your voice. Who is this? Hey, me, I'm a make I'm a come on. I'm July last year, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a no, that's what it means. There's nothing there. But that is how to connect to people. If you are going to connect to people, then commit to it. Commit to it. As for me, this is my father. What is happening? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, at times, I just delete some. So when I just see the number, I don't know the name again. I've deleted the name. Because there's no, there's no connection there. The connection is loose. Oh, the two. Piston the foyer. So if you require commitment, give it. It keeps the connection strong. Relationship is kept together, not by love, not by interest. It is by commitment. That's why you are still in it. You've committed to it. It's not because there are no differences. It's not because you don't argue. It's not because you don't contend. It's because you've committed. That's what commitment is. If you can, because of one or the other thing, not call me anymore, you are never, commit, you are never committed. Commitment is not something comes in, comes out 50 50, in today and tomorrow. No, that's not what it is. Come see, come sir. That's not what it is. Let me run this off here. Genuine friends will take your side, they are not neutral. If you have a friend, and because there is an argument or a fight, he said, I'm neutral in this matter, that's not your friend. That person is not committed to you. A committed person will be committed even if you are wrong. Committed even if you are wrong. In other words, your being wrong does not stop them. Your hurting them does not stop them. They still love you nonetheless. They are still there nonetheless. They are still there nonetheless. A friend love it at all times. All times. In season and out of season. Proverbs 17, 17. If people run away from you because you go into a problem, they were never with you. Jesus said there is coming a time. He knows what it is. He said there is coming a time that then, he said there is coming a time that all of you will be scattered from me. John 16, 32 said, but I'm not alone. He knew that it was later the commitment now came from the apostles after they were filled with the Holy Ghost. But in the days when Jesus Christ was here, strike the shepherd, Zechariah 37, and the sheep of the field were scattered. 
we need to intentionally commit to each other. That is how to connect to people. You intentionally commit. Say, I'm committed. Whenever you need money, I'll give you. That's commitment. If you call, I will answer. Before you call, I will answer. I told one person, I said, for as long as we have this relationship, you will never buy credit again. Forever. That's commitment. But if I say, I don't know to buy low credit in Lokuru, I don't know God does not do that. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. God is partisanly on our side. That's commitment. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. <laughs> it's very important for us to get this kind of... You see, when you want to commit to people, connect to people, connect like these six ways that I've just shared with you. That's how to connect to people. Take the first step. Make sure you take the first step towards them. Don't hold back. Many of you want to be close to somebody. Then let their need dictate. Not your need. It is not your selfish desire, but they need to be a solution to somebody's problem. This wedding that is coming up, I'm so blessed. I want to appreciate those who have followed commitment with hard cash. One man was praying for me. Peggy's bed job. Money you are praying eight pages. Only we have been praying for you daily in my family. 90 minutes every day. Reduce it to two minutes. Money the way. If you cannot show commitment in a time like this, when will you show it? Oh, wow. Oh, Shekaka. Oh, send the one send the address in. Back to sender. What, what did I do? I copied the prayer. I pasted it. Send. I don't want that kind of prayer. I don't want. You show commitment. You see, when you show commitment, I see people 2,000 naira. I was talking to Joseph. I was crying a few days ago. 2,000. Someone who was on a salary of 10,000. He gave 2,000 to me. That's commitment. People that I did not even send car to. Wired money. Wired cow. You know how to wire a cow? People go out of their way to do things. When I saw the number of volunteers, I said, wow. Wow, this commitment. Some of them probably don't have money. But silver or gold have I not? But such as I have, I have mozu. Give I unto thee. I can define commitment. I can define those who are connected. You see, things happen to us in life for us to know those who are really there. You see, at times when some things happen, it does not only help to reveal to you how good God is, but also the kind of people you have around you. 
a church member here so many years ago. She was not employed. So I took her to my house here in Delaney. And I said, I know you are a secretary. You type and all that. Just be typing here. She had that. There was a wedding. She said, Daddy, please send me your account. I said, no, 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 no. Don't bother. I said, no, no, no. He said, I'm going to send it. She cleared her bank. The money in her bank account was 52000 She sent me 50000 and sent me a clip of what was left in her account for me to know how. He said, Daddy, I love you. Yes, you are telling the truth. This is love. 52000 was in her account. She cleared fifty and sent it to me. She knows that money is not my problem. At least not money for a wedding like this. When various people have wired all over the places. But that commitment is what I was so impressed. It touched me. I called her back. I was crying. I said, why will you do this kind of a thing? He said, that if I don't do it, how can I forget who you are to me? He said, I have no job. You took me to your house. You put me on a salary and you are paying me from your own salaries that you are collecting in Guarapoli. So, did you think I didn't know? He said, you paid me and paid me until I relocated to Lagos. She kept doing that. She's she, she been sending little, little things, but this one she did this last time. That's what commitment is. When you call the person 2 a.m., sees your number and picks the call. That is commitment. Not you just switch off the number. This phone number has been switched off. See, networking. Look at your neighbor and say, Can I meet you? Can I be connected to you? Let's stand on our feet and bless God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Thank Him. Just bless Him. Blessed be the name of our Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Heavenly Father, we thank you because we have obeyed you from the heart. We have shared your word in this month of connection. Help us to be able to connect to ourselves as a people in the church. Help us to be able to connect to people around us that matter. Let our lives be a reflection of the truism of what connection really means. We glorify you. We extol you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Nobody's looking around. If you 